Welcome to Brown AF, Brown, Ambitious, and Free. My name is Niha Winova, your host for the transformation of a lifetime. So the explosive success that you want is not only attainable, but it's much less stressful on you. I'm gonna give you the tips, tools, and get you into CEO thinking so that women and people of color just like you work smarter and get way ahead. This is legacy leadership and it's unlike anything you've been taught before. So tune in and listen up. Let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Brown AF. Today, we want to continue our awareness and go deeper into who we are and what has shaped us to get where we are and to really decide moving forward how we want that to influence us and take action as we go towards more success, higher levels of success, and the impact that we make in our work. So as a top-tier leader, there have been many influences playing into what you think is possible, your education, your schooling, mentors that you've had. And this is so important because what you think is possible determines the actions you take. It determines what you do and has the ultimate impact on what you achieve. So in some way, shape, or form, we want to be evaluating what impacts how we think today so that we can make active changes in the direction that we want. So if you're like me, you have had thoughts like, What will my mother-in-law think about this? What will my mom say? What will the aunties say? And for people that have grown up in a tight-knit community of any sort, you will often be thinking in this frame of reference, and you may not be aware of it. And specifically for women, we want to make sure that we are understanding how other people's approval and needs, subconsciously or not, influence and impact what we choose to do and how it impacts our ambition, what we think is possible. And one of the aims of this podcast is to make sure that you understand that you have limitless choices now and a myriad of possibilities. And the more that you understand your choices, you can exert your will and your influence, your gift and your talent into the world. That's what this is about. So an essential success factor is to make sure that we uncover and come to terms with years of thinking, particularly thinking that boxes us in. And we might find ourselves pushing up against an invisible boundary and containing ourselves, and we don't even know that it's there. And so it can be really helpful to understand to some extent where this comes from. So number one, we get messaging for years and years about roles societal roles, gender roles. And for men, they get them about what it means to be a strong male person in this world. And for women, we hear a lot about 
motherhood, what it means to be a good mom or a good, my case, like a good Indian woman, a good wife, or what a good daughter does. So stereotypes, how things are popularized in culture, images, advertising, all of this impacts how you think today. And it doesn't matter even what kind of family you come from. You could have come from a very conservative culture or family or a progressive family. But even still, you cannot escape the predominant messaging that we are subject to just by being a part of the world. So this can come from storybooks and commercials, advertising, even comic books. And so when you see images about what a good mom or woman would do, we question whether that image is showing us a lot about working outside of the house, traveling for work, leaving responsibilities or domestic responsibilities to our partner and having our kids be home alone when we travel or with somebody else. So all of this impacts what we pursue and our level of joy, particularly when it's been uninvestigated. And the second thing is for decades and decades, we just didn't see people doing it to the extent that we are doing it now. So we didn't see lots and lots of powerful women and mentors doing what we dream of doing. Now, of course, that's changing now, but we really want to honor and pay homage to the fact of what was. And when we don't see images of people that look like us, that are behaving like us, that identify like ourselves, doing both really, really well, it can feel scary impossible, intimidating. And if you think something is impossible, you will not go for it. One of the ways I like that I've heard that really resonates is when you don't see it, you don't think you can be it. And it makes so much sense that that creates invisible boundaries and invisible boxes for us. And so the next one is the choices indeed were limited before and really Hats off to the amazing women that did things before us, who really did have to make it in male-dominated fields where women were not only few, but not even welcome. So what we see now are remnants of that, meeting schedules, when the board meets, who can attend. These are held typically at times that are structured to benefit men and surrounding the schedules and the needs for male-dominated industries. And so not only does it make it hard or challenging, it makes us think we can't do it. So what we really want to do is understand that there were structures in place and kind of challenge those structures and even decide what kind of structures do we want to create or be a part of and which ones will not facilitate what we really want. So what do we value? We'll talk more about that in a minute. And we really want to even go back. I was shocked when I heard that women weren't even allowed to like open a credit card and have credit in their own names, even a bank account until like the 1970s. Now, this is a fact that I can fact check and we can all look into. But 
Imagine the messaging when women weren't allowed to manage or control their own money until the 1970s, at least in the U.S. And so what is that telling us? What was society indicating when they had these kinds of rules and these kinds of structures? And there used to be industries that were very male-dominated, but over time, because of the skill sets that women were mastering and able to bring to them, we have seen that females have taken over certain industries like education, nursing, medicine, and who knows what's possible in finance, tech, and even leadership. But what we're seeing is a shift. More people are entering into these fields, getting these degrees, and the outcomes and the results are getting more and more powerful when in the helm of women. Women-run companies are more profitable. The bedside manner of female physicians is high and really positive because we're blending so much of who we are and our strengths into what we do in the workforce and in the workplace, and it is really taking shape. And so personally for me, this was a differentiator. Both my father and my mother gave me messages that told me that, you know, the sky is the limit. You are a natural leader. You are the glue of families and of friends and communities, and you're really great with people. So that gave me expansive thinking. I thought, hey, maybe I'll go into politics or a career in television would be cool and TV journalism. I really saw myself as a leader and entrepreneurship was so exciting to me. So I did many of these things in small and big ways, but it was well-suited because I thought it was possible for me. And so when I showed up at any stage of my education in elementary school, which we'll talk about here and there, and later on in college and after college, when I saw myself in that light, I showed up in that confidence in that self-belief. And then other people felt that too. They noticed it. They reflected it back to me. We did it in partnership. And that is what we say we are creating a positive feedback loop. It's like a self-fulfilling cycle in the greatest way. And even though in the very beginning, I was smart, I was very bookish. I was shy and reserved because I felt left out. I felt like I was the other and that I didn't belong. And so I had a strong and funny personality, but I didn't interact as much until there was a school election in the third grade. And I was nominated because people thought I was smart and I would be responsible. And because I was both smart and responsible, I took it so seriously. I learned so much about leadership, representation, and responsibility. And then my personality completely changed. I came out of my shell. I continued to grow. And then my confidence continued to grow. This became my identity throughout school and what I took into community service, into the organizations I led, and then into my education and what I built after that. So if you were from a family that thought like this, you were given roots. 
And sometimes that looked like, hey, you're really good at math. You should go do this. You're really good at science. You should go do this. You're good at speaking, et cetera, et cetera. So then we go and we do those things. And we were also maybe given messages about what we couldn't do, which we were talking about at the beginning of this conversation. And then society also works into that and influences that. And before we know it, we're thinking in a way that we didn't necessarily decide for ourselves. Even if the positive messaging was there, it might have boxed us into something. And then over time, because we wanted to be pleasing and make other people happy, we maybe didn't explore other aspects of what we were really great at, what we desired. And as adults with full authority, and when we take responsibility, we get to change that. And I believe now is the time. There are so much stacked in our favor in terms of opportunity, in terms of connectivity, women in the workforce, and our partners. There are so many people that want us to succeed. Our family wants us to succeed. Our communities want us to succeed. And there are so many allies. The support, the resources, and the path that was laid by others that came before us is a easier path to walk right now. And so we have more opportunity. We can find those mentors and we have more options. And I want you to reevaluate things. I want you to take every opportunity possible and see possibilities in a new light. This will require you to push your boundaries and it will require you to do new and different things. And you're made for it. And so when we're making decisions, like I said, we tend to factor in what other people wanted, messaging, cultural messaging, societal messaging. We talked about patriarchy and bias. And now we want to think about what we really want, what we desire, and what we are really good at. There is no better time than now. And so we get to really think about what it's going to take to break our own internal mold first. And then we break any kind of other molds outside of us. That's how it goes. And even if we have that nagging voice in our head that says, hey, these are the expectations. I need somebody's approval and permission. I need the assurance and the guarantee, that sure bet before I move forward. This is what's traditional. This is what's expected of me. We want to really start to think about how we want to move forward because we're already focused on those other influencers in our lives the people that we are trying to make happy, that we have to make decisions that benefit the other executives on our team, the senior leadership, the board of directors, investors. And then on top of that, we have the internal people in our lives, our partner, our mother-in-law, our mom, and aunts and uncles in our community. It can get to feel really, really heavy. And so it's up to us to remove 
some of the pressure and some of that burden ourselves by flexing a new way of thinking and making decisions. And when we do that, we really can start to move forward in a way that is more powerful and has more impact and paves the way for the others coming after us. And so one of the ways that we want to make sure we do that is to, number one, become aware of your fears and worries, particularly as they relate to a big dream that you have. And start to really understand your own desire. And so for me, some of the first things I started worrying about when I was building out my business and going heavy into the work I was doing was what is this travel schedule, the conferences where I speak and this work commitment going to look like? What if this speaking engagement conflicts with a big concert one of my children are in or a big event that's important to one of my children. And that really had me take pause. The other thing is I would kind of have these like thoughts about, well, if I were really powerful, what does that look like? That looks like a person in New York City in a white suit that's like, go, go, go all the time but kind of feeling sad and lonely and empty because they're so focused on their work and what they're trying to achieve. So all of this brought up and illustrated that I had an internal belief that in order to be massively successful, impactful, and influential in the work that I do, I would be missing out and disappointing not only myself, but also my children. And these fears played into messaging that I had received my whole life and I had a chance to really reckon with these beliefs. The reality is I am the one in charge. I get to choose ultimately and decide. If I want to go and speak at an event, I can decide that it fits my timeline and if it doesn't, I don't have to show up. I definitely would never book something purposely or intentionally on one of my children's birthdays. So what I really got to do is understand the reality and say, but you would never really willfully play into that. What are some other guardrails in your decision-making that is going to make this a win, 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 a win for me, a win for my family, and a win for the people that work with me? And these are ways we get to take ownership and take charge Also, the other thing is when anytime you make a decision, you can undo things as necessary. I am not here on earth to please other people. I'm here to share my gifts with the world. And as much as my internal training and societal conditioning has me thinking I need to please others and people please, I do not have to do that moving forward as a conscious thought. I get to drive my choices and my desire. And it starts with me first knowing and owning that so then I can make decisions accordingly. And it was just such a huge realization and relief for me when I saw the power I had to direct my own success, make decisions, know my reasoning and values, and stand up for it. 
And I had to really make amends with some of the thinking that was in me that I wasn't aware of. And so that I can deal with what comes up and deal with it well. So another upside is that I get to really lean into and do the work that I love and that I'm really good at. And in doing that, sometimes I will miss out on some things. But when I am fueling myself and fueling my desires and my business well, everybody wins. My family sees me feeling wholly fulfilled, doing something I love, and they learn from that. And we get to decide what sets us up for success. And when you do that, you can make an agreement with yourself and your partner, your family, your mother-in-law, and create a truly valuable support system that flourishes and benefits all of the people involved. The other thing is we really have to remember that we are not meant to do it alone and you can't do it alone. You can try, but it will lead to burnout and sometimes even resentment, which will show up in those relationships that you care so much about. So what you want to do is make an agreement with yourself and with those around you and follow through. You will have to deal with emotions that come up and you will get better and better at doing that. You will understand those emotions as they present and moving forward, you can make decisions. And I really believe my body of work is that leadership is about making better decisions around your goals and around your desires on purpose, taking risk that expands you and grows your strength and who you are and how you show up in this world, even when things are not guaranteed, but being a person who shows up and does it well. And then finally, a person who commits and executes your choices and results and decisions at a really high level. This is where all of the growth and the evolution is. And then when you add the step of evaluating how you want to do what's working well, even better moving forward, and then again, let go of and do less of what's not working, you are getting more potent and more powerful as you move forward. This is all about expansion and flourishing and growing together. This is about creating a trajectory of momentum and living a full life that gives you energy, that gives your family energy and inspiration to do better. And it really is about renewing what you want, renewing your commitment, and moving forward with a lot of proactiveness and active energy. And so I want you to note that here are some things that are not going to feel so great. You will likely experience guilt and it won't feel great. And that's because we've lived for decades with certain beliefs and expectations that we laid out at the front of our conversation today. 
And you are going to be challenging these beliefs on purpose. And it's going to feel different. It's going to feel uncomfortable. And sometimes it's going to feel bad. But going through that emotion and knowing that you can handle it, that it's a part of the growth and that it's normal will make it easier. And you'll, over time, get better and better at it. And you also want to make sure that you don't add to the guilt that you're feeling yourself by layering other negative thinking about yourself and what you're doing. Once you make a commitment, you don't want to throw yourself under the bus. You want to make things work and make it so that you're not adding to negative feelings with how you're talking to yourself or treating yourself. And then that brings me to my next point. You are going to really have to deal with how it feels to disappoint some people sometime. And for people pleasers that have taught to be sweet and taught to be nice, this is going to be really difficult and really challenging. And this is our growth. As a mom, as an adult, as an entrepreneur and a lifelong leader, this is still a journey for me. But freedom really comes from acknowledging and making decisions that you are willing to support and go after. And that means you will not throw yourself under the bus and you will not always expect that other people will accept your choices. They get to not agree. And that's okay because they are adults too. They get to have feelings as well. And for your children, they will feel disappointed at times and you get to come to terms with that, have better conversations around that and set up expectations and priority as a family. And I encourage you to do that because what I want you to know is that you cannot possibly be both the cause and the source of everybody's emotions around you. You've been taught that you are, and that's just not true. So here's what I want you to outline between next week and this week. I really want you to consider from a place of full 360 degree success. Number one, what is most valuable to you? Really ask yourself, what are your values? What's important to you? Number two, what is your first priority when you make decisions? And where do you rank in there when it comes to how you use your time, how you sit in on meetings, how you prioritize rest for yourself and downtime? And how are you purposefully getting creativity and inspiration. When you make decisions, I want you to be thinking about creating intentional success, not going towards default behaviors or cultural norms. So this is really going to be a helpful framework for you to think about. The next thing is, what are your non-negotiables and for how long? What are the things that you're absolutely committed to? And sometimes there are phases and seasons of your life 
And that is okay. Actually, it's a great source of power when you know, hey, for the next two weeks, it's going to look like this. And then the next four weeks after that, it's going to look like this. You set people up for success when you know it, they know it, and they're prepared. They can handle their emotions and their needs, and you can handle yours. So make sure you are getting the support, the help that you need, that you're not going it alone, and that you're bringing other people on the journey with you. And so that you can all support one another in a more powerful way than you have before. And finally, always be asking yourself, what is your long-term goal? What's the end goal and why? So number one, what's most valuable to you and important to you? Number two, what is your first priority when you make decisions and how do you rank in there when it comes to time, meetings, rest, creativity, and inspiration? And what are your non-negotiables for how long? How will you share this with the people in your support system and create a support system for yourself? And finally, what are your long-term goals and why? I want you to map this out as a part of your desire map, which is how you make decisions, how you guide your choices, and stand by what you decide. This will be the framework that allows you to execute exceptionally well and make adjustments right where you need to. When you know and expect that there will be a spectrum of emotions, both good and bad, you can manage and experience those feelings as they're happening. This is where all the growth is. And I really want you to be more open to having safe, conversations that advocate for what you want and what you need. In this day-to-day life, it might look like turning down dinner plans with extended family and relatives when you're just too tired, but then showing up in full force when you have the energy, when you have been fulfilled first. And for people pleasers, you're going to need to get better with FOMO and guilt and how to say no directly but kindly. It's a skill, and you're going to need it. You're going to need to make sure that you don't make yourself feel more guilty, be guilted, or goaded into doing things that just will put you over the edge. And if you're in a phase right now where you have a big presentation to the board of directors or to investors, you need to get your rest so that you are coming in full force with full confidence with the data and the details so that you're conveying the passion that you have for the vision. That means you're going to have to say no to other things and stand up for what you need in a healthy and proactive way. So go forward in kindness with more direct conversations, and dignity, and you will be inspired. The people around you will be inspired by you. You will be modeling amazing leadership for what you want, and that is magnetizing and so, so energizing. That is our episode for today. 
We will revisit this again and again, but between this week and next, outline your answers to the questions we talk about, and I will see you here next week. Go out there and be bold and brown AF. See you guys soon. Thank you for joining us and listening to our podcast. We invite everybody who believes in inclusive success to join the mission here at Brown, Ambitious, and Free. This is for you to be more of who you are and succeed with simple tools and unlearn things that don't support your success. Please subscribe and share this podcast with other supporters and ambitious changemakers and visionaries who want to be a part of this important movement to change the face of leadership and wild success. Check out our website to learn all the different ways to connect with me and work with me. You can work with me as a private coaching client one-on-one by booking a consultation call at www.nihacoaching.com. That's N like Nancy, I India, H Harry, A Apple, coaching.com. I also work with leadership teams and organizations to supercharge the leadership and execution and build a culture of success. Send us a message and book a call. Finally, would you like me to speak at your organization or association? That's easy to do. Reach out to us and schedule a masterclass or workshop. Come back every week for important discussions that will revolutionize the way you think create and perform to get greater and greater success. I will show you how to use a proven methodology that takes out the guesswork and adds to your success. Join us here each week and spread the message. We will see you soon.